Uh, this one I thought was ridiculous. I, I got to be honest with you. This is this Dumb. goes to my belief that is a culture. We are constantly looking for a reason to be pissed off. Like here, absolutely, you can you can screw right off on this one. Thanks in advance. Especially when it's a long Labor Day weekend and summer's just about behind us. And that's how we're going to kick off episode number 165 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bill Petrie, back in our normal routine. And let's call him the doctor today, the good doctor, Dr. Kirby Hosman. Kirby, doctor, how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, buddy. Yeah, you mentioned it. We're back in our normal routine. Last week's episode where we had Mark and Bobby from Common Skew on, very outside of our normal. It was really fun. Uh, it, you know, I, I felt like I got a lot out of it. If you haven't heard it, you're listening to it now, go back and listen to it. It's totally worth it. That being said, it's really nice to sort of fall into our normal routine uh, of you and I. We've been doing this a long time together, so that makes it a little less stressful. You know, I don't want to let anybody down. And so I'm I'm in a good space right now. How about you, buddy? I, same same here uh and and I generally don't listen to episodes after we record them mm -hmm. yeah I did listen to that one and you know not only does Mark always bring it uh but Bobby and you know he always asks such deep and thoughtful questions I think I was thinking about his question all weekend long trying Agreed. to actually answer it never really sure I got there uh <laughs> but no it was really a treat it was fun to do shook things up certainly but it is you know, it's kind of like I we stayed in a nice hotel, and now it's nice to get back in our own bed type yes, thing, and that's I a like very that. creepy analogy. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Tomorrow is September first, or today actually. When this drops, it's September first, Kirby. Yep. And as things often do, that got me to thinking. Yeah. That's right. You know, we're now entering the home stretch of the year, which means now, not not tomorrow, not yesterday. Right now is time to focus on finishing strong. We've heard a lot about that with our Promotions East uh, friends that over at Promotions East and Sagney. As always, our friends at PXP Solutions have some suggestions to help. And I'm going to ask you, Kirby, would you like to hear those suggestions? Yes, I would love to hear those suggestions. Thank you for answering in the affirmative where I asked you to do that earlier today. All right, <laughs> number one, review your prospects. Has anything fallen through the cracks? Good time mm. of year to do that. Uh, focus on quality not quantity now is not the time to just blanket people trying to sell them focus on the contacts you do have and make sure that you can finish close those strong never end a conversation that you're having this fall without a plan for the next step what is happening next how is that going to uh move forward number four get laser focused on a niche within your market to target again what do you know? What do you know? What do you do best? And focus on that. And number five, I'll remember to call our friends at PXP for all your apparel decorating needs. Always a great reminder. And this is the time for entering that final sprint to hit your goals for 2023. Your efforts and focus will be rewarded. And when you find that final push includes some amazing, unique, and creative apparel decoration, give our pal Bruce Jolish a call at 214-226-3105. You can also email him at bruce at pxpsolutions.com. He and the team over there would love nothing more than to help you close the year strong. Now, Kirby, 
uh, we're back to our normal format. I have no idea. You have up front today. I do. I don't know of anything going on in the promotional products world. So I'm I am I'm wrapped with attention. I am giddy with anticipation. What possible topic could you bring for us to chat about this morning? Oh, I love it when you're sarcastic. Uh, so yeah, so big what? news this week. And the reason it's big news is because, you know, we get breaking news emails in our inbox yep. all the time. And most of them, I'm like, oh, breaking news. I'll check it out. And they're like, oh, I don't. Okay, whatever. That's fine. Good for them. It's, But this was one, and I rarely, rarely do this. It's one of the reasons you know what I'm going to bring up is I forwarded it to you with the headline, wow. Um, mm -hmm. So our friend, both of our, our friend, our mutual friend, Charity Gibson, was named as the chief marketing officer to pro forma. Um, and again, we don't spend a lot of time on different hires and stuff on this podcast, but no. I, again, things that catch my attention sometimes catch my attention. So this one, I, yeah. I thought this was a pretty big deal. Um, for those who yeah. don't know Charity Gibson, A, you should, uh, big deal on social media. Uh, she started on the distributor side, uh, did well on the distributor side, moved out of that, did social media for a lot of different companies, I think both on the supplier and distributor side, mostly supplier. And then she's been recently, I think she still was doing that, but also was national accounts manager for Peerless. And so this is a big jump for charity. Um, I actually have a, a sort of some lessons that I think I've, I've been given this a lot okay. of thoughts. So some lessons that we can all learn from charity um, in okay. her ascent. Um, but I wanted to give you a chance to just kind of give me your thoughts on this and, um, you know, give me your thoughts. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you my thoughts. Then I'm going to give you my thoughts. Got it. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, number one, um, same, same thing. I was actually in a meeting with someone on Zoom, a casual meeting. So emails, both our emails were up. And both of us at the same time were just completely arrested with, whoa, what's that? <laughs> so, and then uh, two minutes later, your email came in. Wow. And and I think that's the general reaction of everybody, you know, from a personal level, I'm thrilled for charity. Yeah. I, I think what a tremendous opportunity for her. Uh, and, and I'm sure she's going to slay it. I, I yeah. have no doubt about that, you know, but it is a very splashy hire. Like you said, we don't generally talk about someone's moving to this company or someone's moving to that company because it, it does feel like we're, we're not the uh, podcast of record for uh, yeah. career paths in the yeah, industry. Yeah. Right. Um, but this one felt a little different. It's a very splashy hire yeah. uh, for pro forma. And I think it's a really interesting one, you know, and I think a lot of people look at it from the outside looking at, wow, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, but, but here's my, and you know how much I love an analogy, Kirby. Um, there's a restaurant in Franklin called drake's okay. and what they have it's burgers and sushi and on the surface that makes no sense at all i would not go to the same restaurant mm. for burgers and sushi but i will tell you they have absolutely some of the best burgers in franklin and their sushi is amazing and so for the people who may be looking at this going ah i'm scratching my head it doesn't make sense i think you need to give it some time and space to breathe mm -hmm. because if you said very well. If you don't know charity, first of all, are you even in the industry? <laughs> uh, second of all, um, you know, never, ever, ever doubt Charity Gibson. Yeah. Uh, she is and always has been a creative force of nature. And I have no doubt she will do some amazing things at Proforma. But I am personally curious to hear about your lessons. Yeah. So so one of the things, I, I, before I dive into those, I, I you, you said something that, that arrested me a little bit. Um 
I love the idea that you said, this is a splashy hire for Proforma because I agree completely. Like what was interesting to me is I think you, you, you hear this and you're like, wow, that's awesome. What a big move for charity. And I viewed it exactly like you did. I'm like, wow, this is a big move for Proforma because I think it ties yep. them to a really good brand in the industry. So I, I just wanted to absolutely agree with you on that. So here are my there are four things that kind of came to my mind that we can all learn from charities, okay. um, you know, I call it ascent, but I mean, you know, she's been yep. doing this for a long time, but just bear with yep. me on that. Number one, we talk about it all the time. Use social media and content to build your brand. She does that as well as anybody in the industry for sure. And she, it, she does it in a way that is helpful. She, she sees, you know, she, she does a great job of utilizing social media, letting people in. Um, so that's number one. Um, number two, give first. She's always willing to provide value. That's actually one of the things that I think those two sort of go together. If you go on the promotional products professionals page, she's one of the first to hop on and offer suggestions that have nothing to do with her solution. Um, oh, you know, they're looking for footwear and she's, you know, peerless doesn't do footwear, but she's the first one to jump in and say, oh yeah, th these folks do that. Um, and so she does it to provide value, suggestions, whatever, in ways that don't service her. Yeah. Three, see both sides of the argument. I love, like, I think, you know, there are times where people will put salacious stuff out there. Um, and I think, you know, you do a great job of this as well. Um, but she does a good job of, of you know, of when somebody's on there complaining about a supplier, explaining it in a very non-emotional way of how, like, seeing both sides of the industry in a way that's respectful of both. And finally, the, the fourth one, I held up three fingers, but the fourth one yeah. now is volunteer right? She puts herself out there with Promo Kitchen and the regionals and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And I'm, I just look at those things and I'm like, man, if we all did those four things, the industry yeah. would be a better place. So those, those are it my, would. those are my lessons. No, no great lessons. And I'm sure you join me. We obviously wish uh, a long and fruitful reunion for those guys. Yes. I think it, you know, it'll be fun to watch that's yeah. for sure. And, and I have no doubt that uh, there's going to be some really interesting and fun, great uh, growth coming out of both sides. So yeah. exciting to see. Hey Kirby, I got I got a message for you. Okay, the wait is almost over. Ooh. Let me say that in the weird voice I was using when I had to do those uh, promotions, these videos. The wait is almost over. That's, That's right, Kirby. It's been thank you. It's been discussed <laughs> for months. It's been teased for weeks and anticipated since the dawn of the industry. Well, at least until you know. The dawn since like January, but uh, that's right. The much anticipated coastal throw from Kanata is here. Now this was, everybody was talking about this at their booth at the show. It is the softest blanket I've ever felt. It's amazing. It's truly an irresistible blanket. That's perfect for snuggling up on a chilly evening. If you're by the pool or by the beach on those lovely fall nights, we all love perfect, perfect, perfect. And it's finally here. So head over to KanataPromo.com and check out that coastal throw from the good strongs over at Kanata. All right, Kirby. Do you want topic a, or do you want topic 12? I'm going to go a. Okay. The branding bad bandwagon, Kirby, the spiked everything trend. Okay. The spiked everything trend. <laughs> okay, I hear By the way, this. Sandy got so annoyed all last week when I was doing those videos because <laughs> all I did was walk around and say, what would you like for dinner? That's <laughs> like the bad anyway, Yeah, exactly. All right, so the branding bag wagon. So it, it seems like every brand now has a spiked variation of whatever beverage they sell. So if they're a beverage brand, they have a spiked or an alcoholic version of it. 
Uh, Dunkin' Donuts or Dunkin'. I can't call them just Dunkin'. I'm sorry. It's Dunkin' Donuts. They've announced they're releasing boozy versions of their iced teas and coffees. Mm. uh, uh, the Iced coffees and and iced teas this uh, September. Uh, They're going to be 6% alcohol by volume. And uh, I'm not sure about the pricing yet. I don't think they've actually settled on that as I wrote this. But, you know, I was looking back at this. It's like, you know, when I go to the grocery store now, and I don't drink a lot of beer personally. It's, mm. it's just not my thing. But I do notice that, you know, the refrigerated section, the beer is maybe 20% of the refrigerator yeah. and fully 80% of it is some sort of uh, fruited malted beverage. So yeah, I start thinking about, yeah, the seltzers. I start thinking, where did this trend start? And I, I think it started out with like Twisted Tea. Mm. which is actually owned by the Boston Beer Company, which is famous for their Sam Adams brand. And honestly, it uh, it's now the company's largest brand over mm. Truly and Sam Adams, which I think is really interesting. That's really interesting, yeah. Um, and then it seems everybody's doing this. So like I said, everybody's got one. Mountain Dew, there's a spiked Mountain Dew. Yeah. Yep. Topo Chico, which is owned by Coca-Cola, there's a spiked Topo Chico seltzer. Mm. Uh, Coca-Cola themselves is now allowing a, a partnership uh, with Jack Daniels for canned sure. Jack and Coke as opposed to Jack and Cola. You have Sunny D or Sunny Delight, as I called it growing up. Now, there's a spiked version of that, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, Arizona iced tea. And there's even a spiked Fresca, uh, So, which is probably uh, interesting. So I, I guess the question I have for you, Kirby Hossman, yeah. doctor, if I may, <laughs> is it good for a well-known beverage brand to hop on a bandwagon or do they simply look foolish for choosing to blend in with the crowd? I have thoughts, Kirby. Yeah. I'd like to hear yours. Yeah, I'll give you mine right away. And, and again, it, as is the case with stuff like this, just give you what I think it's brilliant. I think it makes a ton of sense with the right, again, with a beverage company. Like we talked about collaborations that don't make sense. Like I actually right. think, like I had never had an espresso martini until I was on the promo cruise with promocations, which I think there's only like one yeah. spot left. So if suppliers are interested in that, they should probably jump on board really fast. Um, but I had an, an espresso martini on there for the first time. And I was like, yeah, that it blew my mind. So when you were talking about Duncan and adding a spiked version to their coffee, I'm like, oh, if they made an espresso martini, I would be totally all in. And so, and and like Jack and Coke, Coke was yep. late to the party on that. Absolutely. Like, so, they dragged so their feet I actually think on. it has a, it makes a ton of sense Um, when obviously it's got to taste good and it's got, you know, that sort of thing and market it to the right demographic. Let's be careful that we're not marketing mm. Mountain Dew to kids and stuff like that. Let's assume we're all going to be on the moral and ethical side, which I know doesn't always, isn't always the case. But outside of that, I think it makes total sense. I think every single one of the ones that you just mentioned, I'm like, yep, makes sense. I think it's brilliant. You make some very salient points, but once again, wrong! Uh, Not great for brands, and I'll tell you why. It's good for some brands, okay? Some brands where there is history, 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 can't cancel that word, Mm -hmm. where there's history of it being a mixer, right? Mm -hmm. Mountain Dew has a long history of being a mixer for drinks. Coca-Cola does. Um, uh, Spiked iced coffee give or take it's not gonna taste like an espresso martini that i can tell you mm-hmm. um but it, it'll come close it'll be you know boozy coffee it's fine sure. but brands like sunny d doesn't make sense to me um uh, fresca no so i think if you're a brand that has some history where people or college kids or whatever you know have mixed your beverage with alcohol then yes, it makes sense. Duncan, it makes sense because Irish coffee. What is that, right? I mean, that's that's uh, Irish whiskey and coffee. So I I don't I don't 
I think you a lot of brands like I'm looking at the list. Um, the Sunny D one, I think that looks just silly. That looks like it's just marketing to kids. I think it's dumb. A lot of them make sense, but a good measure of them do not. And there's so much sameness now. Mm. And you talk about being late to the party. Yeah. 100% you're right with Jack. Uh, it's Coca-Cola. Jack and Coke is the most popular the cocktail goodness. in the world. It is yeah. a cocktail, kids. You're mixing one thing with another. Presto Changeo cocktail. But for years, they did not want the name Coca-Cola associated in a marketing yeah. way with, with whiskey, with any sort of alcohol. That just changed, what, eight or nine months ago? Maybe, I think it was yes. announced about a year ago. It was but yeah, recent. we finally hit source. Yeah, it was Jack and Cola. And the cola that whoever made those things for Jack Daniels, not bad. I, I actually yeah. liked them. They were great for when you're going to a tailgate or something. They were late to it. But you, I look at that, that aisle of just mind-numbing choices and, and it's like just these slight variations it's strawberry guava lime nectar margarita with a twist of pineapple and a splash coconut it's like it's exhausting sure. uh, i just think there's at some point maybe instead of focusing on getting on the bandwagon maybe focus on leading something and figuring out what the next iteration of this is and i don't know what that is and that's easy for me to say because i'm not an r&d at a beverage company yeah but i like what you're thinking the only so this just popped in my head as you were talking about it um and let's take sunny d out of it although okay. I, I think you to me that's the piece that you do as the replacement for the person who doesn't like uh, a bloody mary it's a it's a hangover drink um but the, uh, then i think there's something but like let's use fresca as an example does fresca doing a spiked fresca have any impact on traditional fresca sales because if so that's kind of interesting. Well, I, I don't know. We don't know the data, right? So that would be interesting. I've done, I've done the research. I know. No, I don't. I have no clue. That's, <laughs> That's a good way. point. I think, okay, so Fresca is a grapefruit-based citrus drink. Okay. That's what it is. It's like okay. Sundrop, right? Okay. What the, the, the cocktail I think of, there's two cocktails I think of when I think of grapefruit, Paloma and Greyhound. Okay. Paloma being my preferred. If you had it packaged as Jose Cuervo, um, Paloma with Sundrop with Fresca. Now I'm interested. That makes sense it's when it's the when it's the 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 soft drink or the non-alcoholic drink leading the charge. That doesn't feel as uh, that doesn't feel right to me. Not right in terms of morality, but just doesn't doesn't jibe with me. It's Jack and Coke, not Coke and Jack. Right. Okay, that's interesting. I, I I, 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 yeah, well, I like it's it. a it's an interesting topic. Kirby, okay. do you have? A further interesting topic? I don't know. Um, I, I'll, I'll try. So okay. robo-taxis could be coming to a city near you. Yep. Um, so I assume you've seen driverless robo-taxis can be hailed in Phoenix, San Francisco, and Austin. Um, mm -hmm. But at least a dozen or more cities are adding in the next year. Um, so, you know, I think we've heard of uh, some of these in San Francisco as well. Um, so these are driverless taxis where you come in, punch it in, and you can they can take you all over the city or whatever. We've heard good things. And certainly we've heard that there have been some problems um, in the mm -hmm. recent rollout where they kind of ramped it up, I think, in San Francisco. Um, so I guess my just a quick question to you is, A, what do you think of this new trend? And B, are you do you think it's a good thing? And are you going to be um, utilizing like an autonomous vehicle for a taxi? 
So I'm going to take the approach of it doesn't matter what I think, because I think that's the future. So to me, again, and I've used this analogy before, saying I don't want automation in cars and things like that. It's like a, me standing at the ocean and screaming at it to turn left. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's an is. So whatever, I, it doesn't, I don't really have an opinion about it other than um i'd let if it's if it's more cost effective okay that that interests me if it's cheaper mm, great for alternative uh number two obviously the safety concern right and so would i get in one yeah but i white knuckle the first few rides I, I mean i'd be i'd be my head would be on a swivel and i i would wonder is there some sort of like emergency break like you know when you were learning how to drive and the uh the uh passenger who was yeah. teaching how to drive had had to break you know I, there, there's a big, that's a big trust factor. And again, this will, will become a generational thing. Yeah. Um, I agree. You know, I, agree. I, I don't trust it very much. My kids and our kids will probably trust it a little more, but their kids, it'll be what they grew up with. So it's like, I don't know what your problem is, old man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I'm very curious to see how it works, but I am concerned about the safety issue. I, I really am. And who wouldn't be? I mean, I think that's a fair I, I'm not. So you yeah. just found one of the people who's not. I, because I think it is funny to me that we tr we don't trust the machines, but we trust yep. humans that we've never met. And we wouldn't give the keys to our car to drive. <laughs> so like, it's funny because we just like you said, we've become comfortable with other people who we have no idea what their credentials are to drive, driving us around a city that yeah. we don't know. And we don't white knuckle it. We get on our phone and never pay attention. Uh, well, um, I've I've white knuckled plenty of times when humans have been driving a car. So. I, I agreed. I think the I think this, as you point out, is an inevitability. And I think having some sort of override of this, so that you could pull out of a pull out of an intersection if you're blocking an intersection, sure. Yeah. Um, which I think is one of the issues that ran, they ran into in San Francisco. Right. I think it's awesome. I'd be honest with you, I can't wait until they can have driverless cars that can take me to vacation. Um, so For I'm sure. all in on this idea, and I think. What I would say, and I heard this one time, they said, look, driverless cars, one of the things that we're going to have to do is we're going to have to overcome that time where there's a there's a there's a bad accident and yep. get through that oh, yeah. because there's I, going to be. But ultimately, right. statistics will tell you it's safer. And so I'm I, I tend to buy the statistics. So I, I can't. I by the way, I'm, I'm supposed to be in Austin here in a couple of yeah. weeks. And if I can right. get an, a driverless taxi, I'm all in. You'll do it. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I'm not. I'm not far removed from you. The, the, okay. the, where I would only push back is your, your analogy with human beings. Machines by their nature do not have empathy. They don't have sympathy. They don't have emotions, right? If they just, you, you give a get, lot more credit in, to humans than me. <laughs> get in car and go. But well, still, I don't, I don't worry about my safety so much in, in a, in a cab, in a, a driverless cab. I worry about the pedestrian safety. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is it, is it have the sensors to stop in time? And things like that. That's actually more my concern. I, I would white knuckle it just because it just will feel very weird not yeah. to have a human drive. That will feel strange. Um, but again, there's also, I'm a big person that embraces new technology. I think yeah. you would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not any sort of puffing up my ego. There's uh, technology you want to embrace at the onset, like AI and learning those type of tools. And there's some that, I let's kind of work out the kinks a little bit, buddy. And this falls <laughs> into work out the kinks a little bit. I'm interested and I would do it. I would not be like nervous. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But I'd be like, okay, this is a little weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can't okay. wait. All right, Kirby. Um, do we have time for one more? Not really. Yep, 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 one more. All right. All right. So this came from our good friends at PPAI and they published an article about 
nixing these seven passive-aggressive phrases from mm. your vocabulary. Okay. And I want to go through these one by one. And I want to, do we agree that these are passive-aggressive or are we just really overcorrecting here? Okay. All right. I can't wait. Because I, I saw the headline, but I didn't read the article. So I'm excited okay. to, to hear this. So, so number one, noted. It implies that you're not overly engaged in the conversation. Or that you heard what they had to say and were... Like I no, yeah. I think that's stupid. I don't. I agree. I don't <laughs> think that's pa inherently that's not passive aggressive. Like if you say, "Hey, uh, by the way, we need to record next week on Wednesday." Noted. I, I you would not take offense. Yeah. I just don't. And, think okay, that so one. so here's what I'd say: tone matters, right? Absolutely. Tone, tone matters. Like I think I I have had. I don't think I say that on a regular basis, but people I've had people say it to me, yeah. and I've never felt offended. I've been like, okay, cool, they heard me. So that, yeah. that'd be my take. Um. Number two, I haven't heard from you. This is a guilt-inducing opening phrase that can come across as rude. I, I don't love it. I, I, that, that one does feel a little bit more passive-aggressive. Um, again, yeah, you're right. You haven't. I've been busy. But it, uh, here's, here's what I'd say. My natural reaction is to get defensive when I hear it. So that's that's why I would say that I would agree. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I To me, if I said that to you, which I kind of did today, I'd sent you an email and I didn't say I hadn't heard back from you. I was like, hey, I know you haven't gotten to it or whatever. Yeah. I don't. You didn't get defensive, nor okay. was it passive aggressive. Yeah. I think it, when, I, when I get the fifth solicitation email in a row, yeah, that's a yeah, trail yeah. that somebody's been sending me. Yeah, that's super passive aggressive. Tone I mean, and yeah, who it's from. Yep, 100%. All right, number three. <laughs> I thought you knew. This implies that you fulfilled your responsibilities, but the other person has overlooked theirs. It's also condescending. One of the things that, that is a struggle. These on my file under tone and tenor, but yeah, they, they all do. But I, I like, yeah, I, I think context matters in all of these for me. It's like, oh, I'm like, it, it, does it, does it start with, oh man, I'm really sorry. I thought you knew <laughs> that feels mm -hmm. different. I don't know that one. I, I don't think that one's that. Yeah. But, but if you say, yeah, thought you thought you knew. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't see that. You know, a lot, the way I read that is, oh man, I'm sorry. I thought you knew, even though there's not a sorry about it. Yeah. I, the way I read it is, I, oh, I thought you knew. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see a problem with that. Number four, thanks in advance. It shows you're not considering the other person may not have had time to do what you're asking them to do. <laughs> Instead, thank them for considering your request, but don't act as if they've already agreed with you. Uh, this one I thought was ridiculous. I, I got to be honest with you. This is this Dumb. goes to my belief that as a culture, we are constantly looking for a reason to be pissed off. Like here, absolutely, you can you can screw right off on this one. Thanks in advance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I totally totally agree. Uh, and here's one that might be interesting, Kirby. CCing my boss for visibility. Oh. It implies you don't trust the other person. Now, 100%, I agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. Where I would, but sometimes I will forward an email to someone and I'll just, I, I want them to see it. I want them to be aware of it. So I'll say, hey, F for your visibility or just the word visibility, just so they see it. But CCing my That's boss for visibility. That is a move. That yeah, is a move. I agree with I that agree. one 100%. That is, and again, Me too. Be, and, and here's the other side. On the other side of this, when we're not getting yeah. replies from a supplier or a salesperson, yeah. I'll be like, hey, copy me in on that. So that yeah, they I, know that I, like, so yes, that for sure is a bit of a passive aggressive. I, I'm, I'm on Well, but it's also one we have to employ sometimes. Of course, like if you have yeah. a client that isn't paying and yeah. like, um, I may have to CC someone else. I get it. Yeah. Um, 
Number six, not sure you saw my last email. It implies that the recipient often overlooks important work emails. Or they ignore um, you and they're being an asshole. Yeah. Again, <laughs> if it's if it's a solicitation, trust me. Yeah. yeah. I did see your last email. <laughs> yes, yes. Fair. And let's go, let's go back to number two. You haven't heard from me. There's mm -hmm. a reason. Um I I don't love it when someone I know says, not sure you saw my last email. You know, you know, it's the old thing of, you know, man, with electronics these days, you never know. Maybe you're in your spam folder. And yeah. that does happen on occasion, but it's not this uh, ubiquitous problem we have with electronic communication. So it's really just you saying, um, can you give me a little attention over here? Can, yeah. can you, well, yeah. but on the other side, so my pushback would be that, you know, reply to the goddamn email. Like, like or, especially or depending, but, but it depends on the relationship yeah. again, tone and tenor, but like, it's one right. of those things where it's like, Hey, you asked yeah. me for this information. I gave it to you. It's up to you. Like, yeah. if you want me to stop emailing you, I will stop emailing yeah. you when you reply. I don't think it's what the article said, which was, by the way, this wasn't written by PAPAI. It was compiled yeah. by PPAI. That's fine. Yeah, I love it. This is a um, great, this it, is I, a great article. I think it's a fun discussion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that it implies the recipient, recipient often overlooks emails. I, sometimes I overlook an email yeah. because I get a thousand of them a day. Okay. Yeah, that's right. a little, I get probably 80 to a hundred emails a day. And there are times it happens with the text too. I yeah. read a text. Yeah, I do that more. And text. I forget to respond. I'm like, I'll respond later, but then I don't see that little number up there anymore. Yeah. And so I forget. It happens, folks. Yeah. All right. Last one, Kirby. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. It adds no value, appears condescending, which is a theme here, the condes con condescension. Uh, no, adds no value, appears condescending, and only adds fuel to the fire during heated conversations. I think this list was compiled by a very insecure group, not not PPAI, but the, like the, the, like no. this. Like, want to make sure we're like, hey, we you said this, I said this, we agree. Yeah. Yes, is, is there a yeah. way I can say that that doesn't come off condescending? Because I would yeah. actually like to know that we're on the same page. <laughs> well, and here's what I thought. I thought the same thing you did. This is this is this seems to be put together by someone who just set foot in the work world, has been coddled their entire life and hasn't had to deal with any sort of real world conflict. And this last one really touched a nerve with me because yeah. to me, that phrase can and should be and usually is a building block for collaboration uh, to making sure that you know everybody is on the same page. You have the same vision. You're doing what needs to be done. To me, that, that was ridiculous. And, and as I read through these things, it just underscored how important communication is. Yeah. People, um, and, and I'll back up your point, people immediately, it's it's almost as if as a society, we are wired to immediately get pissed yeah. off, offended, upset, subjugated, feel a certain way, as opposed to saying, hey, uh, are you, did I do something to upset you by asking a simple question like that? A clarifying question, because a lot of times it's, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm just really busy. So, and I run into this a lot because I tend to be very direct in my communications. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know me, it can come across as really condescending. And I, Especially I really Especially in writing because that. you don't have tone or tenor there, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But, but even in spoken conversation, and I really wire i've tried to wire my brain but i'm human i'm not a robot driving in san francisco so i'm going to make mistakes but i i, I am direct and so sometimes people read that as condescension and it's not and yeah. so when someone says hey man did, did are you are you okay is everything okay 
yeah, I'm just stressed. I've got these things and you know, yeah. everything is time. So I just, I, it's an interesting list, but boy, yeah, like, very interesting. it seem like people, well, people want to be a fan. The same page one, I keep coming back to you. You have apparently have never been in a situation where you had a conversation because I have, yeah. I've had a conversation oh, yeah. where I am sure we have communicated. We've both gone back and forth. We are for sure on the same page and, and then not. we're totally not. Yeah. And so well, the yeah. idea of clarification is important. It's like, it's, hey, like I said, a phrase like that is a building block for collaboration and compromise. That's what it is. And so maybe everybody not get so offended, but I'm going to tell you something that's not going to offend you, Kirby. And that's our good pals over at PXP. Bruce Jolish, good group of people there. They want you to finish the year strong. They want you to focus on reviewing your prospects, making sure you're focusing on quantity or I'm sorry, quality, not quantity. Um, get laser focused on a niche in your market and, and really just finish that year strong, hit those goals you set early in the year. And if those goals happen to include amazing, creative and gorgeous decorated apparel, no better partner than our good pals over at PXP. Call Bruce Jolish at 214 226 3105. Or of course you can send him an email. Just don't say you haven't heard from him. That's probably rude. Um, and you can send him an email at Bruce at PXP solutions.com. Kirby, always a pleasure. I wish you a fabulous Labor Day weekend. I am going to be outside cooking all weekend. Awesome. So I will put on my do not disturb sign. <laughs>